From Brown Cow Studios in Montana, this is News Nerds, the news podcast. On this week's episode, we listen back to my interview with Cindy Kristen and Debbie from New York City. Cindy's a librarian at the Bozeman Public Library. I talked to her at the beginning of the pandemic for one of my very first episodes of News Nerds. She talked to me about the closure of the library, her advice for book lovers, and even more. Debbie has talked to me for three interviews over my 50 episodes, and the interview you'll hear today is my second with her. She talks to me about her life in New York City. Also, a special look into how this very show is created, recorded, edited, and produced. I'm replaying some of my earlier interviews this month while I schedule some great guests for season six of News Nerds. In the sixth season, I'll talk to some of my very favorite authors, a cartoonist, and even more fascinating people, not just in the United States, but abroad. Later in the show, the Geographical Location Challenge. All of this on this special episode of News Nerds. I'm your host, Ezra Graham, and sit back and relax because it's News Nerds. This week on Book Nook, I'm reviewing the book, The Answer Is, Reflections on My Life. And that book is by Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, uh, if you don't know who he was, he was the longtime host of the Jeopardy quiz show. Uh, The Jeopardy quiz show is a quiz show that uh, goes through two rounds, Jeopardy and then Double Jeopardy, and the three contestants in each game are given the answers, and they have to come up with the question. So um, he was the host until 2020 when he passed away because of pancreatic cancer. But this autobiography spans most of his career. He says that it's not his full autobiography. Uh, It's only the highlights of his life. And the full autobiography of Alex Trebek must be very long because he had such an extraordinary career. But uh, in the book, in about 300 pages, he spans from when he was a small child in Canada and um, to when he was hosting Jeopardy in the United States. So you'll learn many things that you did not know about the the game show host, um, whether that's that his favorite animal is a musk ox or that uh, he had hosted other game shows before Jeopardy. I better not spoil too much, but you'll find it super well written and he wrote that just before he passed away so that book is called the answer is reflections on my life and that book is by alex trebek every week i put together this show it's just me. I do all the producing, editing, recording, and writing. So today, I want to share with you that process. It all starts on Wednesday. I get home in the afternoon and start production at around 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Now that I have a new setup with a studio microphone, thanks to the support from my listeners' donations, I plug it into the computer and fire up my recording software. I make a new episode through my podcast, Distributors Episode Maker, and add each segment as I go. A major part of starting a podcast like this one is writing a script for yourself. A news podcast really requires a lot of work on a script. 
whereas many other podcasts may not even need a script. I'm on a script right now recording this segment. I'd say 90% of the time, I'm on a script while I'm recording. Typing the script can take up a lot of time. I usually have four hours to put my episodes together, and typing is a major part of that four hours. After I go over the piece, I record it. Because this is not a live show, pre-recording can both be a hassle and a blessing. I try to get my audio to sound as smooth as possible, and to not make any mistakes. That involves re-recording many times to get that perfect sound. It also maybe involves editing through editing software. If you listen to the two episodes of Cow Pies that are published, where I display my goofs on the podcast, you will have heard some of those segments that I have failed to get right. Lisa Napoli is a former journalist, and she is the author of four books now. Most recently, the book of... Jeremy Hobson is a journalist. He's held positions Once such I had my interview for the week, now. which I usually record earlier that week, I can publish the interview along with the other segments in that episode. I can then add a title and a description and a season number and an episode number, and after that, you, my listeners, can access the recording. Publicizing a podcast is another important part of podcasting. I send out an email to my subscribers when a new episode is released, as well as a link to my website so that they can listen. I can't believe that we are already to News Nerds' sixth season. It seems like I've only been doing this since yesterday. So I hope this has helped you kind of understand what goes behind this podcast. Let's go to my interview with Cindy Kristen. She's a librarian at the Bozeman Public Library. I talked to her at the beginning of the pandemic for one of my first ever episodes of News Nerds. She talked to me about the closure of the library, her advice for book lovers, and more. Just a side note, the Bozeman Public Library is now open again for in-person checkout. Cindy Kristen from the Bozeman Public Library joins us today. Welcome. Thank you, Ezra. Nice to be here. Thanks for being here. So how are you doing, first of all? How are you doing in this hard time? I'm doing okay because I'm still working, and that's good. So many of us at the library are still working, except we're working from home. Um, We all miss our patrons. I really miss families and kids that I see often. And I think we are all looking forward to when we can see people again and at some point reopen the library. But we're doing fine. So could you tell our listeners when the Bozeman Public Library closed and why it closed? So we closed on March 16th. It was a Monday. Uh, We closed at night. Um, And that was an order that came down from the city uh, commission and the city manager following and also from the governor's office. So we were looking at all the scientific um, research that had been done and all the recommendations. And so at that point, that Monday, they had realized that we needed to not do any social gatherings at all. And you know, the library gets so many people in that we just decided to completely close down. So we left that Monday night and nobody works there at all. So 
it's been this starting this Monday, it'll start, it'll, it's five weeks we've been closed. Do you think that the Bozeman Library is going to change after the pandemic? Yep, <laughs> I do. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it'll look, but I think we have to prevent gatherings of more than, you know, 10 or 20 people. And we used to have a lot of people come to our programs. So I think it'll look different for a while. I, I'm hoping at some point we can do programs again, but for now, we will uh, at some point reopen, but I think that will look a little different than what we've been used to. And, and when do you expect the library will be okay to reopen? We'll be following the guidelines from our city management and the governor. And um, it looks like it might be sometime in May or June. Um, it'll be a staged opening. So I think we'll get all of our books back first and make sure that they're safe and cleaned and quarantined. Um, and after we get the library ready and the books all come back, there's a lot of books out there for people to return. Um, then I think we'll open it back up to the public. So I think it'll be in little stages that we'll reopen, not just one day open our doors and say, everybody come. And this is pretty big. So have you seen anything like this in your lifetime? That was a really good question, Ezra. I have not. And I'm 65, so I've never, ever seen anything like this. We've had pandemics in the world before, but they've never been in Montana or where I've lived. Um, I think the country has been through really bad times before, um, but I don't think we've ever had anything like this that has affected every single person and um, required people to be so vigilant about their um, health and their exposure to other people. It's a new thing for everyone. And before we go, do you have any books that our listeners should read while stuck at home? I liked that question too. I thought about it a lot. Um, I'll tell you what I think is this is the time if you like to read to escape, if you want to go to a different time or a different place or a different fantasy world, this is the time to do it. Um, I think this has given readers an opportunity to have a little more time to read. And I would recommend people just read whatever they like. So I know people who are on a big mystery kick right now. Um, I know people who are reading all the Harry Potter books again. Um, I, I think you read whatever makes you feel good because I think we need to do, um, take good care of ourselves. And I think that is for kids and grownups. And if that means curling up with a favorite book, um, and because we don't really have access to as many books, we have access to audiobooks and eBooks, but I think a lot of kids are sort of frustrated with how much time they're spending on screens anyway, that I think if you look around and see what books you have in your house, you may end up rereading a favorite book that, you know, from when you were younger, or, um, you know, I'd say read, read things that you have on your bookshelf if you want an actual book, um, and hopefully we'll be open soon that you can come and get another big stack of good books to read while we figure all this out, because we don't know what summer will look like at the library, so. Thank yeah, you. read whatever you want. Thank you for joining us.
today. Thank you for having me, Ezra. So nice to see you. It's time for my interview with Debbie. I've talked to her three times in my 50 episodes about how New York City is coping. This is my second interview with her. I would highly recommend my other interviews with her as well. She's a very funny person. We are now joined by Debbie in New York. She's going to tell us more about New York in the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome again to News Nerds. Hello, thank you for having me back. What has changed with you since the last time I talked with you on a previous episode of News Nerds? Well, last time we spoke, I was working from home full time and really had not left my house at all. And now I have been called back to work. So I'm actually working back in my office. My husband is still working from home and my daughter is still taking college courses from home. So I'm the only one that has to leave the house right now. So they're being very careful in my office. I have my own office now. I used to share it with somebody. So we're being socially distant. I'm wearing a mask when I get up from my desk. I do still get very nervous though because I'm being exposed to people. Whereas I did feel a lot safer working from home during the pandemic. What does New York look like right now in the coronavirus pandemic? It's actually a lot better right now. Everybody really has followed the guidelines and people are, most people are staying socially distant and everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. There's separations in stores. Everything's marked six feet so you don't go near people. So I think that that's really helping a lot. And New York is actually doing better than like New Jersey, who's on the border of our state. They're they're still having uh, more issues than New York because they think they opened up a lot faster than us. What do you think made New York's COVID-19 cases go down? I think that people really listened when they were told to stay on lockdown and to stay home and to not socialize, to wear masks, to wash your hands, you know, going out only if things were absolutely necessary. And I think people really had some type of fear of this virus. And I think that helped people to, you know, really follow the rules and stay sort of on lockdown, even when they didn't want to. It did help when people listened. How long do you think it will take until New Yorkers will get into a somewhat normal schedule? Well, I think it's going to be not until next spring, in my honest opinion, spring of 2021, because A lot of people that I know in this area, their businesses are having them work from home until minimum January 2021, because there is a big fear of getting a second wave of this. So I think that um, things will definitely not go back to normal until probably after next winter. I'm saying spring only because I know people get sick 
illnesses in the winter more. So I think we're going to have to get through that phase first before it will be normal again and hopefully have some kind of vaccines and medicine to heal this and prevent it. Are you comfortable doing more things in New York since the spike in COVID has gone down lately? No, I'm not really. I'm still just as afraid and I'm still being very, very cautious and just really not going out and going to work, coming home, going to the store if I need to. I'm not as nervous when I'm out because I feel like the infection rate isn't so high, but I have a lot of friends who say that they're over it and that, you know, they're just living normal lives and they're going to parties and they're hugging each other. And I'm, I'm not anywhere near doing that yet. I'm keeping my distance and I'm not over it. I'm just being very careful. And from the past couple of questions uh, made me think, how hopeful are you for a coronavirus vaccine? I'm actually very, very hopeful. And we have a huge um, pharmaceutical company here, local in our county called Pfizer, which is world known. And they're very close to having a vaccine. They've been working very hard on it. And there's been a lot of things in the news about having a vaccine soon. So I'm looking forward to that, to see what, what that will bring. Do you feel that if another spike in COVID-19 happened in New York and around this state, people would be able to act responsibly for a second time? Yes, I think absolutely. I think everybody is now prepared. We have seen a very bad situation happen and that that came out of nowhere. We were not prepared in advance. This time we are prepared. We know what to do, we know what not to do. We know what to stock up on in our homes now so we won't have to be going out into public as much. So I really think that if there is a second wave that it'll be handled much better and hopefully won't be anything close to what we had the first time. How have family members of yours been in the coronavirus pandemic? We're very cautious, my entire family. My parents stayed in Florida so they didn't have to travel to New York and be in airplanes or public restrooms. My um, sister and brother's family, we've all stayed home and socially distanced. We really haven't seen each other much. Over the last couple of weeks, we've gotten together, but only outside, not in the house, not close. So at least we're getting to see each other, but we're not hugging and kissing and sharing anything as far as drinks or food or anything like that. We're just being, I, I'm not even hugging and kissing my nieces and nephews. So, you know, I'm really trying to be good because I love to hug everybody up. So, you know, we're just doing the best we can. Throughout the pandemic, what has your favorite activity been that might take your mind off the pandemic and its effects on you? I think probably just exercising, swimming in my pool, just trying to do, you know, fun activities, a little bit of hiking. I'm doing some outdoor exercises in a group class that's socially distant. So it tries... It makes me feel like life is somewhat normal again, just 
being outside and doing things with other people, but at the same time being very, very careful. And before you go, and before I go, do you have any positive things that have come out of the COVID-19 pandemic so far? Well, I would say positive things are learning to really just enjoy what you have, enjoy the time with your family at home, enjoy your home, your yard, your pool, a greater appreciation for the fresh air, outdoors, just the simple things in life. And I'm sure my husband is probably so happy that I'm not out in the store spending money anymore because life has changed. And when you're home and you're running to the store and you're picking up this and that and you're out doing things, you're spending a lot more money. So one positive thing is, is probably that too, just not spending money on wasteful things, just enjoying what we have because we're home and that's what we're doing right now. So it makes you want for less and, and really just appreciating good health because that's the most important thing, having your health and a healthy family. So from this point on, we're just gonna all do what we have to do to get through this. And hopefully we can look back in the future and say, wow, that was a crazy time in life, but thank God we're all okay. Thank you for joining us today. This is Debbie in New York. Let's go now to the News Nerds Geographical Location Challenge. With first place internationally, we have the United States with 97% of all News Nerds listeners. Norway takes second place this week 
with 1% of all News Nerds listeners. And our third place runners-up this week are Portugal, Australia, Canada, Germany, the Philippines, the United Kingdom, France, Bosnia and Herzegovina, India, Switzerland, Spain, South Africa, Finland, Thailand, and the Netherlands. Okay, let's go to our United States challenge where Virginia takes first place with 13% of all news nerds listeners in the United States. New Jersey takes second place this week with 7% of all United States listeners, and we have two runners-up for third place, and those runners-up are Ohio and Washington. And thank you so much for listening to this edition of the News Nerds Geographical Location Challenge. That's it for this week's episode of News Nerds. On this week's episode, I was your host. I'm Ezra Graham. You can find us on the web at newsnerdspodcast.com. There you can listen to past episodes of News Nerds, Cow Pies, and other News Nerds extras. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. While you're there, please subscribe to the podcast. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It really helps our ratings. Another way to listen is by listening on Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on KGVM, community radio for the Gallatin Valley. If you are not in the Gallatin Valley area, go to KGVM's website, kgvm.org, to listen on their live stream. Until next week, bye-bye.